All right, welcome to another episode of Loyalty Out Loud. My name is Joe Dorn. I'm the Senior Vice President of Loyalty at Capillary North America. I'm joined today uh, by my good friend and colleague, Don Smith, who is our Chief Consulting Officer at Capillary. And we're going to be talking about Capillary's recent acquisition of Briarly and some of the strategic and analytic initiatives uh, that Don brings to the team. Uh, Don, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So, Don, question number one. The loyalty landscape and industry is always ever-evolving. Can you share the importance of bringing the technology and the SaaS platform that Capillary offers together with the strategic expertise uh, of you and your team and your analytics team and how that can power um, successes for the brands that we already support and serve today and what that's going to mean for other companies that should choose Capillary. Great question. And I think it really comes down to the why Briarly and why Capillary and why come together. Honestly, this is a case of chocolate and peanut butter, right, that come together to make something sweet and a little bit better. And so everything begins for us with strategy. I mean, one of the things that I've learned as a consultant who's designed many different loyalty programs, been doing this for 16 years, and Briarly's been doing it for over 30 and designed over 350 programs and put them into market, is you've got to have a great compelling design that works, right? And that's not enough. Then you have to take the data assets of the program that you've designed and do something special with it. You have a social contract with the member, which is leverage the data assets and start serving up experiences. Build up, figure out friction points where members or guests stub their toe and make them better. Meet them at real-time inflection points and deliver inbound messages that either delight them or solve a problem for them or give them a better experience, right? That's what makes a good program and ultimately starts moving towards that vector of cultivating emotional loyalty. This has been our passion at Briarly mm-hmm. and our consulting practice which is our strategy team, it's our analytics and data science team, our research folks, as well as our marketers, all come together as part of one team because we believe data-driven insights have to marry with tactics and strategies that actually can be mapped into market and measured and proven that we're moving on the right path. And all of that comes together. So that's a long-winded way of me saying we've got We believe we have some secret sauce for consulting and we know how to design programs, but more importantly, make programs work and deliver on the value promise first for consumers. Because if you do that, you will almost always drive ROI, share shift and incremental revenue to the brand. It's a very, very win-win solution. But let's answer the other part of your question. Tell me about the SaaS-based platform. Tell me, it's really about a robust set of technological capabilities that have to be present. And the best laid intentions for loyalty can quickly go off the rails if you can't deliver and map those experiences. And I think, you know, while we've done a lot of outbound planning and careful journey orchestration at Briarly, the capillary platform, Loyalty Plus, along with Engage Plus for communications and Insights Plus with the analytics, I mean, it all, it is a better and best in class solution for doing this. Every imaginable touch point for the customer is right there in Engage Plus, and I can build out real-time campaigns and go, if this condition exists, customer has signed up, she's made her first purchase, she's earned her first points, I'm going to blast her with her preferred channel, right, and reaffirm what just happened, but then I can anticipate a bounce back. You know, or she comes onto the website, I didn't know she was coming, but I'm right there with a real-time API call, and I can delight her with something special. Those are the experiences that loyalty needs, and most 
platforms actually can't handle it. And they are certainly not set up to do what the market is missing, which is true optimization at scale. And optimization at scale, and this is what I love about Engage Plus, is I can go in and plan it out. Mm -hmm. And I can go, look, this is the preferred channel, but if I don't get a response or engagement, I move to the second one, and I choose between these two. And the fact that it's staged like that, but there's some control and governance so that I don't just spray and pray, right, and throw tons of messages out there and spam the member, it allows us to be purposive and deliver a true customer-centric data-driven member experience the capillary platform has that. I do not believe there is a better platform and market that does it all, from delivering communications, having a great CDP, um, as well as having that solution set together. And so says Forrester, you know? And I think that's the point, is it got the highest rating for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so we bring in great, this history of consulting and this passion around design and actioning insights, and we get to join the best technology platform and market. This is gonna be win-win for everyone. It's super exciting and awesome, awesome, thorough answer. And you came, you came back to something that I have been curious about for, for literally years because, you know, all of us have some, you know, heritage and loyalty. And I've been competing against Briarley for, for ages and ages. And I've been waiting to ask you about the Briarley emotional loyalty quotient. As a slimy sales guy, I know who I am. This has always seemed to me like, oh, this is just a tactic. And when we popped the hood and we looked at it, you know, when Capillary got to go in and see what this thing was, it's, a, it's absolutely real. And it's absolutely based on research and it's absolutely based on analytics. So talk, if you could talk a little bit about, you know, how the Briarly emotional, uh, loyalty emotional quotient is going to benefit Capillary clients that don't, didn't have that capability before. They have that now. And what we're going to use, uh, use that to leverage uh, and to improve their programs. Yeah, it's a great question. Thanks. If we're talking about, we call it BLQ. Mm -hmm. and, you know, the abbreviation for the Briarly Loyalty Quotient could also be the Balanced Loyalty Quotient, really, because that's what it is. And it really, I'll give you a history of why we developed it. And so we started work on this, and we, we saw this obsession with Net Promoter. And we, we ran it for our clients, too, and we still do. But if you look at most brands in market today, they obsess as if Net Promoter is the be-all and end-all of loyalty. And when you think about it, I get it. It's a simple solution, nice 0 to 10-point scale, 11-point ranking scale, right? And you can go in and you ask, would you recommend this brand or this product to, customers, to your family and friends? And it's easy to figure out your promoters and come up with that score. We got a problem. Likelihood to recommend is a fundamentally rational attribute that lives in the, in the calculus of consumers. And one of the things that we were seeing when we were doing research, because whenever we do voice of customer research at Briarly, we're pretty obsessed with finding how much category splitting is happening. And we would see customers give a 10, absolutely, I will recommend this brand to my friends and family. And then they would also recommend a competitor with whom they were doing business. And this is a problem. There's not a fidelity there. They love multiple brands, right? And emotional loyalty is taking it beyond that level because emotionally loyal customers at the pinnacle of this have fidelity. They feel like they're cheating when they go shop with another brand or they transact with another one. There's and that's where you can go in and start to go with these sub-factors. But wait a minute, why is Amazon beating you here? Why is Target beating you here? And you can come back and go, this is an opportunity. We're under-indexing. We have to improve. How do we use the program to design a better experience? And so that's really BLQ. It's designed to be a tracking solution, but it's much more than that. It's a chance to figure out why scores are varying the way they do and what you can do about it. 
but it doesn't live as a, a perfect solution. Smart people have to use it and think about it and how we developed it. And I think what sets it apart from some of the measures in market is we have the time series data and the validation data to prove that it predicts. Yeah. And the number one thing that I've learned about it is the thing that it buys you that nothing else does. Higher emotional loyalty buys you what we call a forgiveness chit. Mm. And what I mean by that is if I am core loyal to your brand and I love it, I could have the worst experience that we've all had with a brand that we love at some point. I mean, they could screw it up, treat me horribly, and it's a nightmare, yet that emotionally loyal customer is willing to forgive it because they already have the identity. But think about the new to file customer, the one that just joined six months ago, they're probably a trite. Right. You know, and they would never come back to you and they'd be, they would steer clear of you like it was the third rail, right? Uh, and that's what emotional loyalty does, is it forges something that extends beyond the transaction. And it's a true identity with brand. It's hard to get. Um, and it's a lot easier to get in passion categories, but every category can have it. We did it with a utility provider and saw, saw some pretty substantial differences. Oh, that's awesome. And it's a perfect lead into my next question. And again, we have to be, we have to be careful here and making sure that we're not giving away client secret sauces. But is there any example, maybe you know, at a vague level or at a specific level, if, if it's okay to share, of how the, you know, the loyalty quotient changed your go-to-market approach? And specifically, Briarly has several clients that are winning awards right now. And did any of your go-to-market tactics or recommendations in your consulting with those clients contribute to their successes that ended up as those awards? Yeah, absolutely. And I am going to be real careful about not naming names mm -hmm. as we go through this. But we have seen so much traction with the BLQ as a diagnostic for focusing loyalty solutions. We actually make it the first deliverable of our design process now. When a brand comes to us and says, help us design a program, or they say, I've got one, I don't think it's working, can you help us redesign it or optimize it? Day one, we schedule the Briarly Loyalty Quotient. We want to talk to their customers because early on, we want to see, and we always find something. Here's where you're over-indexing, you're killing it relative to everyone else. This is what these people love about you amplified that strength, lead into it as a competitive advantage, but figure out where you're stubbing your toe, you know, and use the program and the enhancements to figure out what happens. So working with uh, lots of examples, working with an aesthetics provider right now um, that can't say which, but uh, well, it's a couple of chains, right? But they provide haircuts and other solutions for folks that want to look beautiful, like me, you know, just wake up and look like this. Maybe you do, I don't. This is product. This is product, baby. But um, one of the things that we heard early on in the research was folks going, man, I have a hard time because I go in and sometimes I have to wait twice as long as I was supposed to in the waiting area because it's taking a lot longer. Let's figure out if we can solve that. One, do the check-in functionality as part of the program, right? And let the person know it's going to be 15 minutes before you're going to be in a chair. You can go, go chill. You can go check out other things in this mall, for example. Mm -hmm. But then the other piece of it is you can't always control what happens. Mm -hmm. And so we came up with a solution. What if we actually, you had a bad experience and we told you it was 15 minutes and it was 25. What if we send you a message when you sit down and go, we got it wrong. Sorry about that. It took a little bit longer. We take our customers seriously. This is on us. And it might be some bonus points. It might be a complimentary shampoo to go along with the haircut. But it's a way of explicitly acknowledging for the guest, you matter to us and you know what, we take everything seriously and let us at least try to make this right for you. And when we tested that as a concept, guests love it. 
they absolutely love it. All they want to know is that they're heard and the brand is trying and there's some attempt to bring equity and fairness into the process, right? And that's one of those areas. And, and similarly, we've seen this, like we'll go in and do BLQ and we'll do some open-end research around it too. And for one of our brands, we're like, you know what? They actually really love you, but they are mad about the minimum value for shipping. And it is sticking in these people's craw and for one of the brands, which is up for an award this year, I won't tell you which one, but um, Amazon was beating them mm-hmm. on that category around, well, of course, these people are all paying for Prime. It's an opportunity cost, and they resent paying for shipping for anyone else. We are going to have to figure out a way to rebalance the mechanics of the program so we can reduce the minimum or get rid of it, right? right? And find ways to level that playing field, because like it or not, a small shipping fee is, it just is an emotional hurdle for some folks that they can't get around. They just resent it. And we don't want them resenting the transaction. We want the program smoothing it over and making the shipping free. We want it to be a persistent member benefit that you know there is no minimum. You can just go shop with us anytime you need to. And that's what we do for our members, right? It's simple. That's not secret sauce. But you don't know that if you don't have a diagnostic to focus on in the beginning to figure out why people aren't happy or who's happy and why. Right? And that's where we start to use BLQ to slice and dice and make early design decisions. Because it's really about finding friction points, smoothing them. Or, you know, finding opportunities to do something a little more meaningful, a little more personal. And that's kind of what, what BLQ does. And that's what, and we have a design philosophy that there's always, good, programs have to be simple in the fundamental mechanic. But you always need something that no one else has. Right? Something that gives it a distinctive mark or flair that your competitive set will be left scratching their heads going, how am I going to adopt that? How can I copy that? I can't do that for the next year and a half. We're not ready, right? And we're always looking for whatever that tiny little silver bullet is, and we want to shoot it into the design. BLQ has been one of the things that gets us there. Oh, that's amazing. And, and for our listeners and for folks tuning in, I just want to shout out here that a loyalty strategist just gave that complete answer and did not use the word points once. So, again, loyalty strategy and experiences. Uh, We say this all the time, and and the capillary system at its core is around creating experiences. Yes, points can be a part of that experience, but Don, what he was just talking about there is about checking in early and eliminating shipping costs, and that is essential to so many loyalty experiences today. Um, All right, so just to wrap things up, we are so beyond excited and privileged to have Briarly join our family. Wanted to ask you, uh, you know, uh, getting back to experience, what has been your greatest experience or your fondest memory uh, of your career with Briarly to date? And Briarly's not going anywhere. Like, Briarly is a part of the Capillary family, and the brand will live on very long into the future um, because it's got so much heritage and so much expertise in this area. But just wanted you to share kind of on a personal note over the last 16 years, what's been your biggest Briarly moment? Oh, you know what? There's, there's like a runner-up for it, which was designing Expresses, the fashion, the fashion brands program. They had a simple little program. It was on a private label credit card. Not a lot of wow factor. We definitely over-engineered that program in the design process. We had come up with what we thought was the constellation of more ways to be to earn and be rewarded without shopping, just for engaging the brand than any other program in market. Follow on Twitter, download the SMS, take a survey, help become part of a style panel, you know, tweet a product, tweet something, do a product review, whatever. We had all of those mapped in, and we went. Did we just boil the ocean? Are we going to pull this off? Because we had an aggressive implementation timeline. And I think the rush of watching it go into pilot market 
in the first markets on the day that it was scheduled and watching it go live and we all went shopping and we went to all the express stores and we signed up and we tendered and we tried to break everything in there and the fact that it all worked on day one and it was so seamless from a customer service perspective felt really, really good. To like just go in and do what we said we were gonna do and the associates were ready for it. They had been trained, all of, everything was working and the spiffs were there. The program was top of mind, that was a rush. But that was not the most rewarding moment. The most rewarding moment comes from something that's not, and I, I think this should be in everyone's job, right? People need to be loyal to loyalty companies if they're gonna work for them. And you have to create a place people want to come to work and they want to interact with their colleagues. And I think for me, it was one of the amazing races. This is a tradition that Briarly does. You've seen the reality TV show, The Amazing Race, you know, where they take people to enigmatic venues and they fight you know, with like overbearing personalities and partners and they do that. Ours is just, we put team members together every year. We did it through COVID and everything else. And we put you together in a team and people will take it a little serious, a little silly. You know, they'll do costumes, superhero stuff. Sometimes beverages are involved, but not during the race itself, right? But I think the energy of having events like that were just when you thought people couldn't be more over the top and you'd had guys dressing like the Go-Go's from the 1980s, you know, and just like everything from bad drag to superheroes to just cliche costumes coming together and those events of people will go and they'll compete for two hours but it's really not about the race it's about the camaraderie and the stupidity that ensues afterwards where people get together and genuinely enjoy each other's company and I think one of those races was the one where I realized we were in a little reception afterwards you know maybe you're having a coke maybe you're having a beer but three and a half hours after the race had ended no one had left everyone was just having such a good time and and that is the point. If you have created a culture where your architects are walking around and talking to the accountants, are talking to the marketing people, are talking to the data strategists, and people are freely interacting and are genuinely enjoying one another, that's the culture. And I realized that we had built that. And we had that kind of esprit de corps that I think is lacking from so many different workplaces, right? And so loyalty companies, you know this at Capillary, people really like each other and they feed off of each other's energy. Right, and that's kind of what we developed at Briarly, and what I think you know we're joining that culture as well, and those are the things that you remember—the great times that you have, and how much you enjoyed your coworkers, and I, I think that it's about culture that will eat anything else's lunch as far as the success of a company goes. And if you build something where people respect each other, enjoy one another, and celebrate one another, you've got a winner. Yeah, totally agree. Well, Don, thanks so much for spending a few moments with us and for, you know, joining us and joining forces. It's going to be an incredible future. Um, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Loyalty Out Loud. Uh, my name is Joe Dorn. I'm joined by, again, my colleague and friend Don Smith, our, our chief consulting officer. If you have any uh, questions about, you know, how to upgrade your loyalty program or maybe take your loyalty platform to the next level, give us a ring. We'd be happy to chat.